he was mad actually and said i'm on this medication because i get the hives on my skin and i've been on the medication for two years and it has caused me uh, to gain 40 pounds in weight i knew this lady worked out and ate pretty well by the way from our previous conversations i before i could say anything she goes and you know reed i went to the doctor the other day for a checkup and he told me lady you can be fat or you can have the hives when she explained how she was feeling and she said well doctor this is very depressing and he said well i'll be happy to write you a prescription for antidepressants if you want so so that was what I faced, and I, I faced so many different cases like that. But I said, well, why didn't you ever try to find out why you get the hives? <laughs> and I look on her face and the way she snapped her neck around and stuff, I'll never forget that. And I, she goes, what? You know, so we ended up running a couple labs, finding out she was very sensitive to some foods she was eating and some things in her environment. Gave her a little bit of a lifestyle change program and I think it was nine days later she told me I got off my medication Step Out of Line is for you the mom who wants more than the status quo for her life and health my name's Becca and each week I'll be talking about how to do life and health differently I'm excited to spend some time with you today let's chat Today, I'm interviewing Reed Davis. Reed Davis is the founder of the Functional Diagnostic Nutrition Program and the FDN certification course with over 4,000 graduates in 50 countries. Reed was the health director at a wellness center in Southern California for over 10 years and with over 10,000 clients is known as one of the most experienced clinicians in his field. Reed serves as an advisor to the Board of American Natural Wellness, Coaches Board, and the American Association of Natural Wellness Coaches. He lives in the U.S., and when he is not teaching the FDN certification course and helping his graduates build their practices, he's usually found landscaping his property or riding motorcycles. All right, Reed, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so excited to just chat with you and share what you have to offer with my audience. And so for those of you who are not familiar with Mr. Reed Davis, can you just tell us just a little bit about yourself? Well, sure. I'm a, an older guy, friendly, <laughs> and a hard worker. And I care a lot about people. And, you know, it's been my mission for many, many years to help as many people as possible. And so I started in a clinic in 1999, long time ago. And my claim to fame is that I've run more laboratory work, especially the alternative type, than just about any other three or four practitioners put together. And so I have a lot of experience in the clinic and I turned that into a, a course that I teach people. I teach people how to read laboratory work and then follow natural protocols that follow naturally out of the, the healing opportunities that we're able to identify. Okay. So tell me what it was that really piqued your interest in natural health, because if you started in 99, even before that, like natural health is coming more to the scene now than it has been in the past, I would say 50 years. But how did you get your start in natural health? You know, good question. So as I think it's over 50 years ago, or maybe exactly 50 years ago, I was 19 and I read a book called Healing Ourselves. So even back then, this was a, something people were interested in. 
I was, they didn't have like health food stores and vitamin shops really back then, but they had food co-ops. So you could go in and you could buy your, your rice and beans in bulk, you know, and, and they were, they did have vitamins. And I remember the protein liquid that I used to drink all the time, even 50 years ago, I'm drinking protein. So there was a book, they had a little book section and healing ourselves. It seemed by a guy named Naburo Muramoto is a, a Japanese acupuncturist who had been living in San Francisco with some, probably with some hippie doctors or something. And he, and they wrote this book uh, based on all of his teachings. And it was fascinating to me, the yin and the yang and, and just what he really healing ourselves, being responsible for one's own health. So it wasn't until 1999 that I, I was in environmental law, saving the planet, air birds, water trees, bees. And I started, started to turn my attention to, to people like what, what about us? You know, what about, and I, including me, I didn't want anything sneaking up on me. And so I decided to change gears a bit and go to work uh, saving people. Very interesting. So it sounds like you have been a practitioner for a long time. So before we start talking about the FDN, will you just tell me, it never ceases to amaze me, the power of nutrition and natural healing, but could you just share with us one of the most memorable stories of somebody that you helped while you were a practitioner? Oh, I, I, I have so many. Yeah, sure. I mean, I have the most common story I love to tell. And even though, you know, there's just, again, so many, um, I've helped kids, I've helped men, I've helped women, mostly those women coming in the office. So when I changed gears in the late nineties from environmental law and cleaning the planet up, I went to work in this clinic. And the thing that blew me away was that people, uh, were putting their health in someone else's hands. Like I wondered why are they even coming in our office? Well, they were seeking alternative care because the normal, you know, sort of big white coat had, had turned them away. Like, oh, there's nothing wrong with you. Your lab work looks fine. And they knew they weren't fine. You know, something's wrong. And so came my job to try to help them. And I didn't know how, except for that I, I had this real strong ambition to run lab work. So I started running lab work on every person. I didn't know what I was doing, Becca, but I, I was having a lot of fun and people were starting to get some uh, cognition. So some self-awareness that, Hey, there is labs I can run on myself. I can figure it out for myself. So I was helping them figure it out and just give you an example. Lady was coming in, she was getting chiropractic care and uh, she was really, uh, she was on about her eighth visit and I had been starting to coach her up on nutrition. I was taking nutrition classes at the time and she just was really depressed. One day she walked in all sad looking and I said, what's wrong? And she said, well, it's Miss Wade. I'm 40 pounds overweight and me, you know, happy guy. Well, let's do something about it. What can we do? And she's, oh, there's nothing I can do. She was mad actually and said, I'm on this medication because I get the hives on my skin and I've been on the medication for two years and it has caused me uh, to gain 40 pounds in weight. I knew this lady worked out and ate pretty well, by the way, from our previous conversations. I, before I could say anything, she goes, and you know, Reed, I went to the doctor the other day for a checkup and he told me, lady, you can be fat or you can have the hives when she explained how she was feeling. And she said, well, doctor, that's very depressing. 
And he said, well, I'll be happy to write you a prescription for antidepressants if you want. So, so that was what I faced. And I, I faced so many different cases like that. But I said, well, why didn't you ever try to find out why you get the hives? <laughs> and I look on her face and the way she snapped her neck around and stuff, I'll never forget that. And I, she goes, what? You know, so we ended up running a couple labs, finding out she was very sensitive to some foods she was eating and some things in her environment. Gave her a little bit of a lifestyle change program. And I think it was nine days later, she told me, I got off my medication. I'm not a doctor, and I didn't tell her to get off her medication. I just educated her on what were some of the underlying causes of, of her condition, and she took from there. So I've always wanted to return control of people's health back to them. That's a perfect example of someone who took control by running labs that her doctor wasn't willing to run and then doing something different, changing her lifestyle and habits. And so, miracle. She was better. No more hives. And she was working out to a sweat and she was taking hot showers, which she hadn't done in two years because even on the meds that have, now I could go on, I, I could give you another hour's worth of examples with children who had ADD or children who had asthma. I had this one, speaking of ADD, a kid, his mom was sad one day. Was, she goes, can you help my son? I, I don't know if I could help him. What's, what's the problem? <laughs> they want to send him home from school because... Either I put him on medication, Ritalin was the drug of choice back then for misbehavior, I guess, or, you know, put him on drugs or keep him out of school. I didn't know if I could help, but we ran some similar labs to the first lady and found out he had some sensitivities. And as soon as we got him off that crap, then his behavior changed. And the principal of the school tracked me down through the mom and said, would you put, would you put Billy on? It, as if it was something in a jar, magic pill. You know, I said, well, we put him on a better lifestyle and, and, and pathway, you know, and diet and all these things. So it's been so many cases like that. Now, not only have I experienced this and how good that feels when you really help someone, but I've trained thousands of practitioners how to do this too. Yeah. And we will get into that in just a minute. But as a nurse, I don't work as a nurse anymore, but I can just, I, I grew very frustrated in the healthcare field very quickly because it was that it was a pill for every ill. And we're like, rather than what's causing this, we just throw a pill at it to cover the symptoms and cover the symptoms and cover the symptoms. And if you have side effects, we just like that doctor, we give you more pills for being depressed from the side effect of this medication you're on. And it is a rather depressing system if you are in it for, you know, chronic care issues. So tell me then, you mentioned how you created this program. Tell me what brought you from being a practitioner to wanting to train practitioners and what you were doing and learning. You know, it was a long and slow process. I worked for 10 years in the clinic before I taught my first class to other practitioners, and I didn't know that's what I would end up doing. But I enjoyed teaching people. I was the patient educator. So I was the one that had to explain to them between their visits with the physician, what's really going on. Now they were seeing chiropractic and acupuncture and their medical doctors were outside of, of our office if they were seeing one. And most had rejected that system, so to speak, which is okay sometimes. And I wasn't trying to replace that system. I was just trying to run some labs and teach them what's really going on in their bodies. 
So the phrase we use is healing opportunities. So I spent 10 years learning to identify healing opportunities. And those ended up being a constellation, a very recognizable pattern, which I could give you the pattern. And then, of course, we couldn't just get out a prescription pad. So I had to teach the patients what to do between visits for the chiropractic or whatever it was they were coming in for. And that became the Dress for Health Success program. So I was looking for this constellation of healing opportunities within the H-I-D-D-E-N, hidden. And they're hidden. A lot of them, that's hormone, immune, digestion, detoxification, energy production, and nervous system balance. So again, that's a mouthful and it sounds like a lot of work. And But when you know a pattern and you know how to do it, it, it actually becomes pretty simple to just, you look for the healing opportunities in those areas and then apply principles of health building. Well, look, here's what's wrong. Here's what's out of balance or not working very well for you functionally. And then here's what you can do about it. And pretty much people had lived themselves into their illness. You know, these chronic degenerative downward spiraling illnesses that modern medicine isn't very handy at, at helping people get over. Like, as you said, they're very good at symptoms. And by the way, I don't find anything wrong with that. Getting rid of symptoms is fine. But if they're just coming back and coming back and coming back and need stronger, stronger medication. And, and actually, if there is a way to find out what's causing it, then we'd rather go there. And that's the only avenue I had. I can't diagnose or prescribe or, or any of those things. I don't want to. And our patients didn't want that anymore of that. So they loved what we were doing, what I was doing in the office. <laughs> and then finally, it was a combination of things. But again, it was almost 10 years when I was out lecturing and I, I loved to go out and teach. So I would also teach at public libraries and other places. And I had people in the audience who knew I was there to teach them and then accept them into our, our wellness center. They said, Reed, you, you could be teaching other practitioners how to do this. Like if you really want to help a lot of people, you should be teaching. I remember about a four foot tall little old lady said, you should be teaching the doctors. <laughs> you know, and I was embarrassed by that. But then one day I was coming back from a lecture and this lab director called me and said, who are you? Like, how do you run so many labs? Like, like how many doctors work there that you're running labs for? I'm the only one running your lab at our office. He said, you do more labs than our next five busiest doctors combined. And I was surprised. And he goes, well, how do you do that? I go, I don't know. I didn't know you couldn't. You know, like, like I just love business. I love going out and getting new business, lecturing. And I'd have new clients all the time who wanted to come in and get, get some of these labs done. So anyway, he said, you should be teaching. You got to, you got to start teaching. So I finally put together a weekend work workshop in 2008. That's all it was. And I stood in front of about 20 people and went over 200 slides. Exactly. I still have that slide presentation from 2008. It's an embarrassment. I mean, it's, but I put it together, did that. And you might say the rest is history. I just became a teacher at that, that weekend. I love teaching. Everyone liked it. Everyone was like, wow, they wanted to do it. I put a lot of things together between then and now.
That's amazing. And we all have those small, humble beginnings, right? I, I'm still humbled. Yeah, I'm, I'm still humbled. So tell me then, um, from slideshow to the actual functional diagnostic nutrition program, tell me about that program and what makes it unique in the nutrition space. Because we are seeing, I would say, in the last 10-ish years or so, we are just seeing so many integrative and functional and all of these different types of health coach certifications and stuff pop up. But tell me what makes the, the FDN unique. Well, it is one of the originals. And actually, it's the only one I teach. I mean, it's, it's unique in that it's the one I teach. So to me, it, it, you're getting 10 years of experience in 10 months. It takes about 10 months to go through the course. I can teach you everything I learned during that 10-year period the whole mentality, the way of thinking. We call it a methodology because there's a method and there's a way of, th the ology is the thinking part, how you have to think about not diagnosing, not treating specific things, but identifying healing opportunities. We're really sorting out metabolic chaos. We're looking upstream for what they call root causes, but there's always multiple root causes and they're having an effect upon each other. So this whole mentality of playing healing opportunities and then simply applying the principles of health building, well, there's a lot to learn there. But I put the first 200 slides for 20 people together based on that. Here's what I do in the office. And I had to give it a name. I, I hadn't given it. I'm just a nutritionist that runs labs. There was, was, we were just hearing, it went from alternative medicine to complementary medicine to integrative medicine, to functional medicine. Now we have lifestyle medicine and so on. But the, so the word functional medicine was just coming around. And I said, well, it's functional and it's diagnostic in nature because we're using labs. It's not medical diagnosis, just diagnostic, functional diagnostic, and then nutrition or really nurturing, you know, but FDN. So it became functional diagnostic nutrition. I made it up, but it was a good you know, arms around what we actually do. And it cut, and now I'm stuck with it. But I, I started teaching the FDN certification course right after that first few cohorts that came through because these are mostly non-licensed practitioners, Becca, who want to run the labs. So I also had to create simultaneously a medical director program. This is another thing we pioneered because nowadays, as you said, there's all these health coaching courses and practitioner courses and IFM, which I'm a member of, a um, lot to choose from, but we are one of the pioneer originals. We got the mentality down that people should be in control of their own health. So there's a lot of things that make it unique. The amount of anatomy, physiology, and biochemistry is, is pretty intense. I teach it all and I learned it all the, the honest way, you know, by doing it every day for 10 years and so on and so on. So I'd say the other thing that makes us unique is postgraduate community. They're amazing people. Like even from that first 20 that I taught, they wouldn't go away. What else can we do? What, well, we don't know this part, that part. So it went from a weekend workshop, just in here's the labs I run and here's the protocols I use to here's how you can do it. For, for them to actually be able to do it, they couldn't leave that two day workshop and go do it. It wouldn't be right. So I, well, I started adding things. So now it takes 10 months. And there's mentorship. You run all the labs on yourself. I'm a course supervisor. And their job is to deliver the course. 
there's also a certification aspect to it where you go to the, we call it our qualifications department and you go and you prove that you've learned it. So before you get certified, you can buy the course, but you earn the certification. You get certified by going through it, finishing and passing and so on and so on. There's an oral exam. There's a big written final. There's quizzes throughout the whole thing. There's, I think, 13 different mentoring sessions. I don't know if that's unique, but it's pretty special. That's awesome. And can you just go a little bit more in depth? I know you've mentioned the labs, but you mentioned anatomy and physiology. So tell me from a functional perspective, just give me like a very brief overview of the course and what somebody is going to learn in there. Yeah. It, I mean, there's 16 solid modules, a welcome module of basically outlining out what you're going to learn. But then we go into the hormones, for instance. So you learn all about the uh, hypothalamus pituitary adrenal, that we call it the HPA axis, the HPT for thyroid axis, the HPG for gonad axis. So you learn how hormones are made, how they're metabolized, and how stress can throw them out of balance and things to do to correct that. Basically, we do a lot of stress resolution, but there's lots of different kinds. So there's that, there's the, there's all the stress hormones. Then there's the sex hormones. Then there's, uh, the immune. So that's hormone. Remember I said H I D D E N hidden. So there's immune system. We start by looking at secretory IGA. It, but by the way, it's easily done on the same test as the hormones. We also start looking at digestive markers. We use Indican and some others to tell us you have a dysbiosis, which means you're not breaking down your food very well. From there, we go into leaky gut and detoxification, liver congestion, things like that. We'll do also the energy production, like I said. And we figure out the right diet for every person. We study metabolic typing so we can get people producing energy on a cellular level at the right rate, quality, quantity. You know, cells don't have to be taught what their job is, do they? They know their job. It's called innate intelligence. You just need to feed them right, you know, fuel them, fuel them right. If the cell can produce energy, clean energy at the right rate, quality, quantity, it'll do its job. It knows what kind of cell it is. So all the cells, all the tissues, all the organs, all the systems of the body start to improve function. When you improve energy production, you get the nervous system balanced out. And again, going back to hormone balancing and reducing stress of uh, the immune system shouldn't be over or underactive. It needs to be active, but not overactive. And then digestion is so critical. People are eating great diets sometimes. Some of them are eating absolute garbage, of course. But even if you go to a great diet, but you're not breaking it down and absorbing it properly, you're not getting the nutrients. And so we study diet very, very well in the course. And then detoxification, your liver has to work, your, your lymph system, your kidneys, your skin is a detox organ, and so on with all these things. So it's quite a course. And that's just the basic lab stuff. So you learn all the markers to look at all these healing opportunities, to identify all these healing opportunities. But then we go through the protocols. So it's diet. How do you figure out the right diet for a person? Well, there's a way. It's called metabolic typing. People could go to mtdiet.com if they want to take a peek. But teaching all of the lab work, again, anatomy, physiology, biochemistry, the metabolic processes, how they work, how they get screwed up, and then what to do about it. 
So the, the protocol is D-R-E-S-S, and that stands for diet, the right one for you. Rest, obvious. Exercise, obvious. The, so D-R-E, diet, rest, exercise. And the two S's in dress, we call it our dress for health success, is stress reduction and management. And then the last one is supplementation. So there's complete protocols for everything that a person, I think, needs to know to take control of their health back. But the data, the lab data, gives us the intelligence we need to gather so we know what's wrong with each person. That is so fascinating. And I completely agree with you. Looking at something through a systemic lens can really help healing progress more quickly. And, you know, I mentioned that my background is in nursing and I have a lot of friends and listeners who are either nurses or healthcare professionals. And as you know, over the last two years, the the healthcare field has changed drastically. And I know for myself, I I got out a few years ago, which I'm thankful for, but there are so many nurses and healthcare practitioners who are leaving the field or being forced out because they don't want to get things like the COVID vaccine. Um, So tell me, why would the FDN program be a good fit for someone like a nurse or another healthcare practitioner? You know, it's not a perfect fit for everybody. We're a little bit... uh... I don't want to say in the fringes, I, I think we should be first and foremost, you know, we should be what moms and dads are teaching their kids. It should be natural that we live in a, an empowered world where we're in control of our own health. But we maybe a century and a half now put our health in someone else's hands. That's never been smart to me. Remember I read Healing Ourselves when I was 19. It was on my coffee table. I still have the original copy in my bookshelf behind me, behind the screen here. It's, it's remarkable that we don't do that. Uh, yeah. So, and I, I was saying it's not for everybody, but for anyone that wants to help others and is willing to walk the talk, you got to take a look at it. You know, we have a course tour and you can even start the course for free and different things. Um, but it's, it's um, very fulfilling. When you see these miracles happen to people who were hopeless and by the way, had been down not only, they're, they're what I call caught in the cycle of trial and error. So they go to their regular physician and get told sometimes nothing's wrong with you. Or they get a test that, you know, because the doctor thought it sounded like a thyroid or it sounded like irritable bowel. And so they'll run a test or two and then prescribe medication and maybe even some lifestyle. But it doesn't work because they're not dealing holistically with every cell, tissue, organ, and system in the body. Even functional medicine doctors today are fractionating. They're, it's called reductionism, as you well know. So one problem, one part, one fix kind of a thing. And they, they're switching people around from one specialist to another. Well, FDN practitioners are holistic. And we don't treat disease. We build health by looking at what opportunities are there. And that sounds like it's going to fulfill you and be part of your journey in the health space you're probably going to come to us with a college degree or some college courses, a certificate or two in something else. Could be nutrition, could be health coaching, it could be personal training. We have nurses and nurse practitioners and lots of people like that. I, I would I call us we're do-gooders. We're people that love to help other people, and it becomes a passion and a mission, especially when you start knowing what you're doing. And so what I do is give those people the confidence. When you have, you know, the lab work in your back pocket, 
and you have the protocols and you understand how the body really works and you, you, you also have the patience to let it heal itself. And when that's the appropriate thing for a client or patient to, to take responsibility, then it's miracles do happen. And so it's very, very fulfilling, rewarding. It's also, uh, we're at the high end in terms of income bracket. You know, we're not, personal trainers make, I don't know what they make, but if the end practitioners make uh, a lot more, where our services are much more in depth, much more comprehensive, I'll say. So anyone who's on the path, on the journey already, you know, we can't take someone out of ninth grade you know, and turn them into this professional. But if you already are in the space to some degree or another, especially I think nurses who are frustrated like you, it's, it's perfect for you because you're going to learn, you'll relearn some of it from a different methodology, a different point of view. You go, oh, okay. So that's how that works. Yeah. Yeah. Because now you can get Mrs. Smith to take responsibility instead of take her medication. Yeah. And I think that's so important. And especially in the whole last two years is, is we are each responsible for our own health. Like you're not responsible for my health. The government isn't responsible for my health. Like I'm responsible for my health. And there is, there is a, a shift of, of thinking of taking ownership over what is yours and what you have the ability to change. But I think like you said, for the last 150 years, um, my experience in nursing, like you go to the doctor and you do what the doctor says. And we're getting to the point now where like my generation and a little bit older are starting to question and be like, yeah, no, I don't like that doctor. Or I don't like that advice I was given, but we still have an overwhelming, the doctor knows because they went to medical school for, you know, eight years or whatever. But as you know, there is no buddy that knows your own body better than you do. And therefore there is no one that can heal you better than you can heal yourself. You, you can't heal yourself. I just wanted to interject that we're not saying there aren't medical problems. Mm-hmm. There are things that you need to see a doctor for, and they're really good at getting you out of the woods. You know, they will save your life. So they, the tests that we run to capitalize on that data, your hormone balances and your immune system and digestion markers and detoxification, all these things that we look at, we look at an entire constellation of healing opportunities. We also consider how they're having an effect upon each other, these these upstream root causes. There's no lab for some of that. You just need to have this uh, way of looking at things. When there's time to capitalize on those observations, we should be the first consideration or, or a serious consideration. But when there's no time to capitalize on my observations, these labs, then that's what doctors are for. If you get off a plane from West Africa and your temperature is 105 and you're bleeding from your eyeballs, you're not going to call your nutritionist or health coach. You know, drive-by shootings, don't call your health coach. You, you get the point. So we always, in some of these cases, as a health coach practitioner, and that's how I'm saying it. Becca, it's health coach practitioner. We're not just health coaches. It's about understanding how things are working and giving people things to do will pretty much fix all of it. But if you have a disease that's medical, like knows a very quickly down downward spiral that's very contracted, contracted downward spirals, you you could need uh, medicine, modern medicine, and a doctor to get you out of that jam for a while. Again, then the observations we make can be capitalized on because it takes time 
to actually heal the body. And so we are happy to play the junior partner with physicians as long as they're needed. And then at some point, again, the power has got to go back in the hands of the person. Exactly. And that's, that is so important. And you're right. You know, as far as emergency medicine, there is no country second to the U.S. It's the, like you said, the chronic, you know, the hives, the eczema, the asthma, these types of things that are often, you know, there's something deeper going on in the body. And, you know, being a medical professional in their defense, and I say this all the time, like they, a lot of times they just don't know better because they haven't been trained better. You know, they're trained in pharmacology and surgery and and those are their tools. But like you said, and I agree that those should be sometimes be the last resort rather than the first thing we try. Yeah. And even with their limbs, because people come to us and they don't want to see their regular doctor. That's what they always say. Well, sometimes we're going to send you right back there because, you know, you, you need to go get this checked out. Again, when the downward spiral is really contracted, something growing out of your forehead, hey, I, I, you got to go get that checked out. So again, we'll, we'll be junior partner. And then whatever, if they do have a medical condition, we can work around the edges of it continuously and uh, without any hesitancy to apply natural principles of healing. And things shake out really well. Sometimes that medical thing just disappears. Yeah. And that is, that is so true as well. And I think, like you said, you can testify to that after 10 years in practice. <laughs> I'm sure you've seen some amazing, amazing stories of transformation over your time. <laughs> yeah. I'll just tell you about a little boy who was on my football team. So my, I have some outside of industry uh, passions, motorcycles, gardening, coaching football. It's been a while, but I, for 15 years, coach youth football. And a mom brought her boy, well, she came to me at practice one day and said, does, say, Johnny, does Johnny have to practice on Wednesday? Um, or if he doesn't practice, can he still play in the game on, on Saturday? I said, well, no. I go, he won't know the plays. We put in new plays every week. We teach. We're here to teach and teach and teach. And they practice. And so now Saturday, we, go out, we execute those plays, you know, so explain to her in a very nice way why he has to be there Wednesday. But then it's like, well, why? What, why did he make it to practice? Oh, he's got asthma and he's embarrassed to have his inhaler with him and have to, you know, get his inhaler out of his gym bag or whatever. And I, I said, okay, I, well, we've got to do something here. And I ran some labs and sure enough, within three weeks after we gave them their test results. He was very sensitive to some foods, some other things going on. He never had another asthma attack. It took less than two weeks, as I recall, for him to throw his inhaler away. Hmm. And he went on, I'm, I'm talking youth football. So I was teaching 10, 11, 12. He went on to be a real stud high school athlete. I don't know what happened after that. They moved out of the community, but um, actually I still see relatives of his once in a while. And these are all now these kids are all six foot two, you know. Hey, coach, remember when you helped me with my asthma? You know, or the parents are like still thankful. And so, so the emotional joy I get out of helping others never goes away. And now I'm deputizing people to go do it in the world. I didn't mention it, Becca, but we have all of the modules on the anatomy, the lab testing, all that stuff. 
then all the modules on the protocols, the diet, rest, exercise, stress reduction, and they're robust. It's, it's a lot of learning. I've had PhDs say, I wish I had just saved the hundred grand I spent on my PhD and taken your course for less than 10, you know, and applied, then I could be out there applying all that right now. So there's also, in addition to those two, the, the entrepreneurial aspects. So it's perfectly fine if one of my graduates wants to go work in a doctor's office or with a group of some sort, or, you know, some of them have gone on to health space careers and supplements and uh, working for the labs and things like that. But I teach how to be an entrepreneur. I teach you how to package and price and be an independent health coach practitioner so that you can set your own hours. You can set your own wages. You can decide, you know, when and where you want to work and who you're going to work for. You know, I teach onboarding because I spent 10 years in an office learning how to sort out who could I really help. And so I can teach you how to, A, determine, can you really help a person? Why would you let them hire you if you weren't certain that you could help them? And we get pretty certain. Yeah. Okay. If they're speaking to you, this onboarding process, I think I can help you. Then you can engage as an end of, it's a fee for service, kind of like a lawyer, you know, and you pretty much get paid up front. You know, lawyers do. That's a fee for service. If I go to my lawyer, he wants a check, write me a check, retainer, right? So people pay us to, to help them with their health concerns and from, from our point of view, and it's, it's a great business. It's a great business model. And you know, when COVID happened, I, I always just keep talking, so you better ask me something else. But I have to say when COVID happened, we already worked from home. No one sent us home. I mean, some people are in a, maybe a brick and mortar practice or something, but we already worked from home. I, I've had an office at home since 2009. So we're experts at, at that kind of thing. Distance coaching, telemedicine. And I think that's such an important piece too, because, you know, nurses, they do make a good income and there's reliability there in a job. And so I think a lot of healthcare professionals have hesitancy stepping away from that field. But I know, you know, the FDN is a very well-respected certification in the, in the field of functional health. And it is possible to make a full-time living and a good living, like you said, working from home, setting your own hours and working with who you want to work with, not who you're forced to work with and people that want to and are excited to work with you rather than, I can't tell you how many times I walked into a room and had a crabby patient. But it is, it's very exciting, it's fulfilling, and uh, it does, you can, you can work it however you want in your lifestyle as well. Yeah, the Holy Grail is a referral-based waiting list practice. That's the Holy Grail. Even from physicians, they know all about referrals, but their referrals are coming from other doctors with different specialties. Our referrals are coming from happy customers, and there's a big difference. So people go to a gastroenterologist and and they've got gut issues and things like that. And the doctor, you know, does what they do. And if that person says, well, I've got this and that in addition, well, I've done everything a, a gastroenterologist does. For that, you're going to have to go see an endocrinologist or neuroendocrinologist or, or whatever it is. So they might be assuaging their consciences that way, but they're not helping those people. They're, they're kicking them down the street. And so we don't do that. Again, we're not into medical problems, but 
everything else, this chronic degenerative downward spiraling, all the stuff that the doctor says, oh, just take this pill that you know isn't going to work. That's what we're there for. Or, and I'm sure you've seen this where a doctor tells a client, I, I don't know how to help you. There's nothing, there's nothing more I can do for you. And it is a disservice when, like you said, running labs and just looking at the picture as a whole, you know, maybe you're having digestive issues because you're stressed and you're eating really quickly or you're eating these foods that are you're sensitive to. But there are so many things that come into play there. And it's it's just interesting to see. And, and that's one thing I love about functional and holistic medicine is that it looks at the person as a whole rather than, oh, you're having, you know, you're having depression. Well, you know. You and I both know that's typically stems from a gut issue. <laughs> yeah. You know, people, people, you're right. Pe people say it all begins in the gut. And I don't say that and I don't believe that, but it certainly circles around there. It circles right around to the gut because when you're stressed out, your cortisol DHA go out of balance and your secretory IGA, which is the main defense item in the gut to consider goes down, you become weak. And then you're, you're get dysbiotic and now you're not breaking down food very well either. Then bigger bugs call them bigger, badder bugs. They come along. And so you get infestation, overgrowth, fungal, bacteria, parasitic, you know, all, all these. So the body breaks down in a very reliable pattern, all beginning with stress and throwing the catabolic and anabolic out of balance. And those are, it's all easily measured. I can show you all the tests we do. And how all the dots are connected. And people go, oh my God, no one ever explained it to me like this before. I, I can't believe it. Then the next words out of their mouth is, what do I do? What do I do? Well, first you understand these, these things accumulate and exacerbate each other. They have an effect upon each other. And so we really have to look at a number of things. It's not just, what do I take? And I've had that, for, you know, what can I take? Take a long walk. Take your wife out to dinner. Take, take a good look in the mirror at, you know, how you're living or what you're doing and all of these things that that's where the health coach practitioner comes in. Why, why we're able to help people at the level we do. And I don't mean to be smug about it. I really don't. I, I love what doctors do and, and everybody, it, it should really be very harmonious. We'll take our bow when it's due. You're right. It should be more harmonious. And hopefully in the coming years, we'll see a healthcare system that is like that. And I think, you know, more and more, we will see that. And there are a lot of doctors that are leaving the healthcare field too and starting their own, you know, cash pay clinics where they actually can dig more into and spend more time with patients rather than the quick, you know, 10 minute visit that we've become accustomed to. Well, people look at what line you're in, at least. Are you in the line? for more of the same drugs and surgery and things like that. I call it the ladder, you know, so people with these chronic downward spiraling conditions, where, where their lifestyle, if they go to a doctor, they're in, their ladder's on the wrong wall. They're in the wrong line. Okay, you need to go out, get out of that line and get into, like, like I say, we, we, the holy grail for us is waiting list. Uh, referral-based practice. There, there's a place for you where you can take control of your own health. And that's the ultimate goal for me. It truly is. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate your time. Well, you've been a great host and I appreciate being here and I hope we helped somebody. I'm sure we did.
Thanks again. Again, if you or someone you know might be interested in doing the Functional Diagnostic Nutrition Program, please check out the link in the show notes. Hey friend, I know you have a lot on your plate, so I just want to say thank you for sharing some time with me today. Would you do me a favor? If someone came to mind while you were listening in, would you share the show with them? I would really appreciate it. Now it's your turn to step up and step out of line.